PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. gentlemen we are here it is episode 405 and we're crystal clear this is indeed an episode of cinema crespedis so i am your host chris crespo chilling in the studio don't you know susu studio it's drew stakagman drew chris what else would this be if this wasn't cinema crespedis chris crespo radio show does everybody like you and why should we listen to your shit? Should well, we, should yeah, we see, listen to your words and, and not your shit? You can learn a lot about a person if you listen to their <laughs> shit. Like, oh, that, that guy. He must be uh, drinking a lot of draft beer. Yeah, a lot of draft beer. Very foamy poop. It's, uh, can we say uh, high fiber? Yes, we can. No? No. Guys, how you doing? <laughs> this is it. I think he's eating too much red meat. We're doing it. Oh, yeah, you gotta be careful of that red meat. But then I saw another study that said uh, red meat's good for you. Eat more red meat, it fights cancer. That was put out by the uh, Butcher's Association of America. I mean, you gotta think about sources of your information, Chris. Yeah, well, another source of information <laughs> is to eat more chicken cows. Oh, yeah, I know. So, so those are the two sides of both, my... B- both of those are what we like to call mm-hmm. unreliable sources. Oh, so I can't rely on the cows. No. Or the butchers. No. Well, then, well, then who can I listen to in this scenario? Uh, some sort of uh, neutral third party that doesn't have anything to gain or lose. Interesting. Who would that be? <laughs> uh, the, I mean... Can't, can't trust the vegans. Why not? Why? Because they got something to gain by you not eating meat. Because they want me to eat their tofu cows that they're growing out in the fields. No, it, and, they're, and they're fake meat that they're growing in the labs. And uh, the wheat meat. With, with science. Science. Well, you know, if it's science, I'm fine with science meat. You wouldn't eat some science meat? Hey, man, wheat meat is just another word for Satan. Yeah, wheat meat is Satan. Satan is bread. Bread <laughs> is carbs. It all makes sense, guys. That's why you got to do the Atkins diet. That's been proven time and time again. the best. <laughs> Atkins died from a heart attack. We don't worry about it. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. genetics. That's just bad yeah, it's heart got no, stuff. It's got nothing to do with only eating protein and he knocking was, out the base of the food pyramid that humans have been using for how many thousands of nah, years. Nah, you don't need that. You don't need that base. You make the base smaller. <laughs> Look, he was a thin corpse. Probably malnourished as he, well. He was a great looking corpse. Ate so much bacon. Remember those bacon sandwiches we were talking about on the episode of The Fly uh, that we recorded months a ago? A long time but, ago. But it just came out. And I was like reading the description. I was like, bacon sandwiches? What the hell? <laughs> what, a, what did we talk about? Like, what? And then I was like listening. Oh, <laughs> bacon sandwiches. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you got to listen, guys. It's crazy. Patreon.com slash Chris so to hear our episode on The Fly, which, like I said, we recorded like two months ago, scheduled it out two months ago, and then it came out three days after The Fly was trending from the <laughs> yeah. debate. Yeah. It's like, come on. It, just, this is, it worked. This is perfect. <laughs> And then our patronage, uh, it 
shot up through the roof and skyrocket with so many additional. No one signed up. It's not, it doesn't work that way, guys. One at a time. That's not the way the internet works. We do this one at a time. One person at a time. Maybe you're the one this week listening to be like, you know what? Yeah, I want to pay one to five dollars a month now and get access to already two years worth of uh, bonus episodes, weekly bonus episodes. It's a lot of all, stuff. All sorts of silly nonsense. All sorts of silly nonsense. Highly recommended. Getting some good words. You can you can hear you can hear me talk about uh, the Infinity Stones before Marvel <laughs> actually did. <laughs> we definitely talk. Yeah, was that on a bonus episode? No, you you, know, you talked about that years ago. Yeah, yeah. years ago. As soon as they said Guardians of the Galaxy, you're like Endgame. <laughs> you said the word Endgame. What? Mind blown. Who knows? Chris, maybe I'm from the future. Oh, are you cabling it? Maybe I, I already know what's going to happen. Maybe you do know what's going to happen. Is this a sort of... Uh, what's what's the movie you just watched? Tenet? <laughs> did, did you use a, a, yes. a temporal pincer yes. to just get uh-huh. information from... Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. See what's going on uh-huh. here. That's exactly what I did. So, uh, if you want to hear us talk about Tenet, patreon.com slash Crespody. So... Uh, Right now, we're going to talk about Possessor, Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor. Technically, Possessor Uncut. Uncut. Although, now, in all reality, I don't know why you would need to cut anything out of that. For, for, for American audiences? I mean, it worked. For American audiences, uh, it dicks. Oh. The, the, oh, you the, the, that, the half and half, maybe? There's any, All of it. All of it. Yeah, all the dicks. There's a lot of, <laughs> lot of sex. There's some kind of lingus. There's some sex. There's a there's some vagina. There's multiple dicks. It's not even just like one dick you see no. multiple times. You see like two or three dicks. No. And then at one point, it's like it's a woman, but it's a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, but, there's... but not like in a transphobic sort of way. Guys, don't worry about it. <laughs> Makes sense. And of course, the movie. Whew, oh my god, you know how those SJWs. You know, I just realized SJW I, is that a like sort of a, a Jew thing, or is that a, a secret anti-Semitic thing? JW SJW. No, I, don't, I don't think about I that. I feel like they're always trying to slip anti-Semitism into that shit. Those gross right-wing mofo's. I mean, Kyle's a JOO, so yeah. See again, those libertarian white fucks. Are like, <laughs> this whole episode on JOO. I really come one eighty on the years. Let me tell you. Also, they, when they started, I was in, uh, I was sixteen. So, yeah, we all change. Things change. Possessor. What? Yeah, cut out the sex. I think the sex is what makes it uncut. Because while it is very violent, it's no more violent. What, what's the bar? Hannibal on NBC. I mean, I don't. It's so. I mean, that was on TV. It's so weird that Americans can watch people's head explode. Yeah, no problem. But you show one nipple or a penis, and the entire world freaks out. Uh, depends on whose nipple. Men's nipples okay. Women's nipple no. Uh, yeah, penis is bad. Vagina is okay, but cover it up with a merkin. Penises, <laughs> penis is bad. Erect penises. Get the fuck out of here with this art house garbage. Um, show women enjoying sex. No, no. Men enjoying sex. Okay. Women, no. Get that out of here. Uh, thrusting. Yeah, you can get up to like two thrusts. Want a third thrust? Get out of here! <laughs> NC what is this, Sliver? What, what is that? <laughs> sliver. <laughs> Throw a merkin on that shit, Sharon Stone. What is this? What are you, a child? Um, yeah, it, it's America's weird, man. It sucks. But Strange. anyway, we got the un- but, we got the uncut version. But we got Possessor. We so. got Possessor, which is very violent, very, very, a uh, lot of fucking, uh, but not romantic. No. No, Missing not at the, all. Missing the romance. 
and it's a wild movie. It is wacky as shit. It is pretty good. A uh, basic story, spoiler free, it would be. It's about it's near future sci-fi that type of thing sci-fi near yeah. future yeah I mean but it, it's funny you would you would look at like the poster for this mm-hmm. and maybe think some sort of like horror movie or something you, you would think straight up horror yeah, yeah. I mean it, it has those elements because it's fucking Cronenberg and he's a goddamn weirdo and he can't not do it um but for the most part I mean it's this is just heavy sci-fi it's a sci-fi psychological thriller with horror elements oh. and good amount of fucking yeah and yes the uh, it's what? What are they? So is it like a company or agency? Is it a startup? You know, I mean, it's a very it it's a low some, budget, right? For what it yeah, is. Yeah, I so, mean, what, what, whatever it is, it's either so compact, well, centralized, yes. and like just like you know, like a fucking scalpel, mm-hmm. like it, it, either that or like you said, yes, startup. Like I, either this is just starting or no, this is just the way it is. And, like it is yeah. just a precise little fucking machine. Right. Who's running it? No, no. Or is there supposed to be a bigger thing? It does make reference to multiple agents. Like you're yeah. my stars. Maybe their other ones were just not seen. Yeah. So, but it's just Jennifer Jason Lee is like the boss type. And then, and how do you say it? Riseborough. What is Burrow? I forget. English lady from Mandy and uh, yeah. Oblivion mm-hmm. and other things. She is like the agent that goes in. They use implants to take over people's bodies and minds and then use them for nefarious yes. crimes that they've been hired for. Exactly. I.e. like murder. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. For most. Yeah, yeah. Like if somebody wanted you dead, they would just chop up in my head, take me over, and then I would murder you. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I would get blamed for it and they just walk away. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's a good plan. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> What's the name? What's the name of your? What's the name of your cat? <laughs> Let's get some. Do, do they have your file? Damn it, they have the file. And your earpiece are just like it's 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 what's her name? Oh, it's not not even in the earpiece. Like it's in her actual ear, but she hears it inside the other dude's head. Yeah, because uh, she's straight up. Because she's straight up, just like laying in that fucking just like she's, she's lounge, just hanging, just like all right. So this is what I want you to do. Just you know what? Yeah, she's laying. On, she's laying on a on a. Long uh, therapist couch with uh, another therapist with, couch attached to it with another therapist for yeah for uh, uh, easy access I guess mm-hmm. and uh, wearing a helmet that's f- out of uh, a cutscene from Videodrome like it even looks like it was made at that time I liked how it, it, looked, it, like, it looked old like yeah. this thing has been used and weathered so it it's a wild crazy dark movie mm. that uh, goes places at the end mm-hmm. you're like oh whoa it did it and then you're like. Whoa, did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a little shocked. Wow. But then they explain it, things. I liked the ending. I thought it... Uh, it was fine. Yeah, I thought it wrapped up pretty well. The type of movie has a risk of being thematically wild, and mm. like the setup is crazy, mm. and then you don't know how to end it. And then, yeah. and then it sort of just fizzles out at the end. Well, yeah, well, yeah. And, and this one, I mean, I, I was surprised at how calmly it all ended. Yes, it did. All <laughs> calmly because, end, Because yes. the movie is straight batshit bonkers, yeah. and then it just kind of, eh. Yeah, and then crazy shit happens <laughs> at the end, and then it has a little coda that is sort of open to interpretation yeah. as to what do you think is happening or being represented I think I know what's happening there and I like what I think is happening and I enjoyed the movie it's yeah, no, really, I, it's really good I enjoyed it very much uh, this yeah. fucking Cronenberg picked up some fucking chops from his pops yes and he picked uh, up some pop chops <laughs> learned some things probably from hanging out with the, with the Padre doing all his movies and, and it and, shows and probably just being a, a 
Sidney asked himself, a film fan, and also obviously it's something that gets made outside of the system. It's a Canadian funded. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a bevy of production companies up top, and probably probably even some government money in there. Government, well, Canadian government money yeah. because they fund their arts, they, yeah. as opposed to you know. <sighs> and, <laughs> and it's well done. I enjoy it. We saw it at the Enzian Theater. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth noting that purposely, you only play for one week, purposely waited for the Wednesday show of like towards the end of the week, and it was like the 6.15, so a little awkward for some people. It's The theater's right around the corner from my house, so it was easier for us. There was like eight people in that theater. And the way they had the chairs and tables set up anyway, no. it was also distant. <coughs> felt very, as I cough, I say I felt very safe in there. That was a good experience. No, I felt fine. Yeah. Felt more uncomfortable walking through the Eden bar outside. There's all these people eating with, without their masks without on. Without their masks on and in, in seats that are like. Which is why I still haven't gone to a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Even though they're all open. Yeah, guys. Oh, yeah, about 100% with no restrictions. Hey. We could use a, a couple of specific ones to open up so people I know can go back to work. And in any case. Did we talk about how Orlando Meats is moving to our, our closer mm-hmm. to our neighborhood? Yeah, yeah. Did we talk about that on yeah. the show? I'm not sure about on the on show. The show. But, but it's gonna be right over here. Now. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. Oh boy, the, the old Toto spot. Oh boy, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like purposely walk there to get my burger and then walk home. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> I'm just looking forward to it being like within like whatever distance, five, like two, like two point five miles. That and it is not even, not even two miles, and it's more than likely going to be on my way either to or from everything because yes, it's right there with a parking lot. With a real parking lot. With a real <laughs> parking and lot. And a full liquor bar. Yeah, that's cool, too. And and actually, and, and, that's why I might have to start walking home. And outside seating. Oh, yeah, that means I can start eating. I don't have to wait for some vaccine yeah, shit. Yeah. I can actually uh-huh. go there and yeah, order yeah. food and then eat yeah, outside. Yeah. I'm, that, I'm comfortable with that. that. That means we we can walk there, get stuffed and shit-faced, yeah. and then walk home and record an episode. Oh, I don't know about recording. <laughs> walk home and... <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea but, of walking, though. But I'm just saying, we could walk it and get... Hammered as fuck. Yeah, because it'll yeah, walk it's, home. It's, it'll be under two miles. Yeah. Oh boy, Orlando meets. Welcome to the neighborhood. Thank January you. 2021. Very just much. Gotta, just gotta live to get to it. Very, very much looking forward to that. Just gotta live to get to it. Oh, the, the fact that I'm gonna be able to get a recessed pizza whenever I want. Like, it's just oh yeah, true. They're gonna have recessed pizza there too. It's just gonna be there. Yeah. Like, it's not gonna. I don't have to wait for a pop up yeah. or any weird shit. That is. I awesome. can just walk in and be like. I want a goddamn pizza today. They'll probably also do is night shoveler stuff where it's uh like uh, vegan stuff. Vegan. No. So that's cool, too. All right, I'm going to get some of this Go unhealthy it. vegan stuff. It's all unhealthy. Yeah, of course. All of it. But delicious. Shout out to Orlando Meats. I mean, did you see the post from this morning? Yeah, what was it? There the was Cenobite? A, mm-hmm. It was a chicken, fried chicken piece. It was like a thigh, pound of thigh, probably, on a on some sort of waffle. But it was a crazy waffle. It's a masa waffle. It's a masa waffle with a cheddar Mornay, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I'm picturing it now, and uh, what, was that? what was on there? There's something else on there. Some sort of syrup. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Guys. Or no. <laughs> Orlando Beats. Um, so if you can see Possessor, see it, however you can. Oh, most definitely, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when it comes out <clears> on VOD, <throat> crazy good if you can see it in theaters, I mean, I have a feeling it's going to be, this is going to be one of those movies that... Like in ten years, it's gonna be a the cult classic possessor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people will be talking about this like, yeah. man, this thing is it's fucked up. A modern, yeah, modern sci-fi. It's where sci-fi is now in some ways. I mean, I'm just glad someone's picking up where 
David left off, and it happens to be his son. Because even his last <laughs> few movies that he made ha- haven't been horror anyway. In the 2000s, he pretty much stopped with, no. the, with the horror stuff and the body horror stuff. Yeah, because it's it would be History of Violence and Eastern Promises. There's only like real violent movies. Then there's Spider with Ray Fiennes, Gabriel Byrne, uh, um, Most Dangerous Mind, the uh, Michael Fassbender as Freud, Nietzsche. One of those guys. <laughs> I forgot which one. One of those. But that is a false birth of philosophy, modern philosophy movie. And what was the other one he did? Uh, oh, Cosmopolis is. Uh, well, that gets a little weird for sure. But still, it's just. Uh, but it's just a guy in a limousine. Yeah, it's Robert Pattinson Robert, playing Bruce Wayne. Playing Bruce Wayne, it's stuck in a, a, a twelve blocks that take like two hours, and it's a far cry from the naked lunches and dead ringers and the flies of of his career. Even existence with the yeah, so the, the food yeah. when he's eating the food and turns into a gun like a bone gun with teeth bullets. No, uh huh. It's a yeah. fucked up movie. Man. Yeah, long live the new Flash. Long, long live the Flash that is new. <laughs> Media diets. Media diet. Uh, before Regal closed, I went and saw Akira 4K in a big ass theater. And it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean, gotta, that, I gotta say that that giant weird bear with whatever the fuck goo gooing out of its orifices—that was crazy. She is nuts. Right off the bat, in the beginning, there's a lot of shots of when the bike gangs first go out, like the clown gang that go mm-hmm. out there to fight them. There's big shots of the city of the buildings, yep, Neo Tokyo, of Neo Tokyo. Um, seeing that on, like, I was sitting pretty close to the front. Seeing that on the big screen was like. A new experience. Yeah. Seen the movie for I was like, whoa, this feels way big. Then at the end, was, oh, he's getting all bigger. Like it's uh, it's awesome. Yeah. It was awesome to see it with the a huge screen with a great sound system, and it looked good. And it was the, the, the what do you call it? It was the subtitled. So that, yeah. so that, that, that was nice. Japanese. Yeah, original yeah. soundtrack type stuff. The, the big bear and all that, oh, the, weird. The, the bikes, Blacky everything, shit. everything. Yeah. It was it was a great experience uh, to get to see that in the big screen. And yes, and then two days later, we go <laughs> done. <It's> like, Whoa, <coughs> that's crazy. Uh, TV, Lovecraft Country, episode eight. Fuck yeah! You want to talk about body horror? Wow, Jesus, that sex scene. Like for a sec, I was. Like, Oh, so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so they're mm-hmm. doing it, and then oh, mm-hmm. and then they're oh, and this Ugh. okay, so we're not pulling away from this. Like, no. This is like this is this, is, this, this is, is important. This is the shot. <laughs> oh, we're gonna reference it again later. <laughs> okay, so, well then, that that episode goes places with places with people, yeah. and, and things. Uh huh. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I thought some of, some of these other episodes were fucking bonkers, but the fuck, yeah. man. Yeah, this show's got some explaining to do now, man. Uh, it's got some balls. I'll give it that. First off, obviously, if you're gonna do an incantation, no, you gotta have that intention. Yes, if gotta you, have it. If you got the intention, then you should be good to go. No, it seems to be the case. Perhaps I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. No spoilers. Obviously, no details on that one. But we're gonna do. So that's nine. So in two no, weeks, that was episode eight. That was eight. Yeah. So I'm saying nine, ten. We have two mm-hmm. left. So in two weeks, we'll do a. Uh, a half hour breakdown of the second half. Get more into details about the the sh- the shuggeth shuggeth. Sh- sh- what do they call it in the very first episode? I forget. The thing with the, all the eyes. Yeah, well, it's, it's the vampire. <laughs> it's a vampire. <laughs> Thanks, George. You're uh-huh. dead, George, because you don't know how to properly name these things. 
Finally, I started watching some Dark Side of the Ring. Watched. I'm just just going in order. Mm-hmm. So, the Macho Man episode, Montreal Screwjob episode, Bruiser Brody, and then most of the Von Erichs episode. And then Hulu decided to stop working like 90% in. It's like, ah, I get it. Carrie dies. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> so, I, Von Erich curse. I get and, it. And, and the one who's talking is the one who survived. Yeah. He even said beginning. He's like, I'm yeah. the only one left. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I know, I know, but how, how's it all going out? Yeah. Uh, I like the energy of the show. It's all the 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 music. It's all very intense, and it just keeps keeps the, the momentum going the whole time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really let up too often. And uh, I'm sort of like on the fence. I'll sometimes like them, sometimes I don't. The they do a thing where while someone's talking. Instead of showing actual footage, they have like people recreating whoever they're talking oh, about. Yeah. But then in low lighting, dramatically yeah. low lighting though, in slow motion, they're always in the ring posing. Like uh, often, I'm like, man, this looks kind of weird. But then sometimes they'll show like the Vince McMahon standing up, like, damn, that guy's outline looks really, <laughs> that's a really good Vince McMahon outline. That makes me. I was at a Publix the other day. It was, no, it was like a week ago, and I pulled up and I just happened to park in front of like a. Sort of like, not a no parking sign, but some sort of like, you know, public sign. Mm-hmm. Something about moving the carts or whatever. And I pull up and I look at this look at this sign. There's a little brown, like, splotch in the corner. And I squint. I'm like, that fucking, that brown, brown splotch looks like Donald Trump. <laughs> what the fuck? And I get out of the car and I get closer to it. Uh-huh. Drew Cogburn. Someone had cut out a Donald Trump silhouette on cardboard and, like, glued it or something to this fucking sign. And it was just a way... He was standing, like, slouched to the side. The you could, whole, yeah. You, you could tell mm-hmm. it was a, a poorly cut suit, the <laughs> haircut wave. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. So I pulled out a cinema crust. But he still stick her out of my wallet and slapped her right on top <laughs> of that fucking thing. Covered her pretty good. But I was like, damn, that's a great looking, that's an amazing silhouette job. Yeah. That I could recognize who it is from a yep. uh-huh. distance. Yeah. But I'm really enjoying the dark side of the... Of that's the good stuff. 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 I mean, season two is just as good. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for season two. Crispin, well, I got two episodes, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's crazy shit, man. That's why they've been trying to make a movie for a while. Lexi yeah. Alexander has been uh, attached to it. I don't know if it's actually happening or what. Fargo, season four, episode three. I haven't started. It's uh, it's good. It's good. Pretty pretty wild. Uh, I'm not in love with the show, but I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it for sure. Yeah, I can definitely recommend it. I mean, all the acting is good. I mean, it's no, Jason. Holly. It's Jason Schwartzman versus Chris Rock <laughs> in a in a not, period piece gangster thing. Not even like, right now. The fuck? In the beginning, it's more Schwartzman versus his brother, who's like a giant psychopath. Who's a wide eyed psychopath. I mean, at times, I'm like, I got, I'm like, dial it back, dude. You're a little too over the top. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I mean, that's yeah, kind of the way Fargo. Fargo's kind of like a caricature of oh, itself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 he, he, yeah. It's, get, it's getting to some character levels, uh, for sure. But the more uh, Dr. Senator, the better. Who, apparently, he's Dr. Senator Esquire, wasn't it? No, there we go. Man, it's a complicated name. <laughs> <laughs> so that's on uh, Hulu. As well. well, FX on Hulu. FX on Hulu. As well as Vice on Hulu. Uh, Disney Plus. On Net Geo on Disney Plus, man, things things on things within things. Net Geo Disney Plus first two episodes of the right stuff. Ah, that started cool. Yes, that started and it's pretty good, pretty good. I'm not in love with it. I wanted to be in love with it right away. I'm not, but it's it's doing some interesting things. I love the movie. The book is great. Yeah. 
uh, and actually, if you're doing a series based on the book, which is also like you're essentially doing kind of a series version of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Those are some big shoes to fill, especially actor-wise. Uh, fucking Scott Glenn as Alan Shepard. Right, yeah. And then John Glenn is uh, Ed Harris. And then, I mean, even like the, the recruiters for NASA, it's Jeff Goldblum and Harry Shearer. The, the cast is incredible. Uh, fucking uh, Scott Shepard's in there. And um, as Chuck Yeager, almost none of the actors. There's like one or two actors. I'm like, oh, this, this is pretty satisfying. Actually, they did do a weird thing. One of the guys, Gus, one of the astronauts, who part of the Mercury program. In the movie, he's played by Fred Ward. Mm-hmm. Okay, People mostly know Fred Ward from Tremors. Uh, and he's great and writes stuff. The guy, I guess maybe they just happen to look like this Gus guy. I never look at a picture of him. The guy that they cast for Gus in the show looks like a fucking, like, Fred Ward's kid. <laughs> it's wild uh-huh. how much he looks like him. I'm like, whoa! That's good casting. Um, just, like, physically, just looking at this dude. Like, that's the one guy in the whole group of astronauts. I can tell for sure, oh, that's this fucking astronaut. It's kind of crazy. And, yeah, he has a crazy story about uh, blowing an escape hatch when he should not have. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably because of claustrophobia or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Two episodes in, it's pretty good. Uh, still not going with the same... Like, the movie didn't, and it apparently neither is the, the book going for the exact same structure as the as the book. The series is going at it differently. Uh, I feel like they jump pretty far into the story in the first episode. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll be, you know, backtracking stuff. Maybe, or maybe they're just cutting some stuff out mm-hmm. and they're condensing some things. Because the movie is long as fuck. It's like a three-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's a very detailed book. It's not a big book, but there's a lot going on in there. Anyway, I'm into it. It's well done. And it's also not something you'd expect to see on Disney Plus because it's Nat Geo. Yeah, well, I mean, Nat Geo's owned by Disney. So, but which, it, since it's on there, it's like a, it is sort of a PG 13 ish show. Is, which is why I don't trust National Geographic animal specials anymore after watching The Lion King. Yeah, man, it's all suspect now. You gotta wait. They put out a special, you gotta wait like 10 years and then go back and look at See, I can tell. <laughs> I can tell now with my modern eyes that this stuff from 2020 is all fake, fake bullshit. Yeah, we gotta fake be, animals. You gotta be patient. Uh, yeah, for all you know, uh, none of these actors are all uh, digital yeah, actors. Yeah, and in yeah. five years, we'll be like, this is all fake. I can mm-hmm. tell now. I can see the seams. It's good. It's a good show. Not crazy for it. But, you know, it's not bad either. But it's it, fine. It, do, it does feel... It's a fine show. How many it, eyes? It, uh, no, it's good. It's more. It's better, it's better than bad. It's good. It's like log. Take a good little piece of wood. Hmm. All right. It's... Uh, it feels like... You know how... Uh, Shows feel like they belong on certain networks. Like Mr. Robot was a, a surprise on USA. Yeah. Things like that. Certain shows like AMC shows, FX shows. This does feel like it could be a a CBS show, maybe. Or or USA. It does feel like it is going for a wider audience. It is a little broader in the way that it's made. A little more straightforward. Uh, not so, um, not as stylized as it could have been. Outside of some of the, of, of what they've shown so far, the, the 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 test flight stuff, some of that's been pretty good. And like you have to explain how these guys. First episode has to go into how their test pilots of the fifties were prone to death. Mm-hmm. They, they had a weird, strange uh, outbreak of death amongst the uh, test oh, pilots. That's what happens <laughs> when you're testing experimental aircraft. It's like experimental jets. <laughs> 
50s jets. Like, you know what? <clears throat> we haven't quite figured out how to store the fuel yet, but you just go in there yeah, just, and see yeah, what happens, all right? Just get up there. Just get oh, up there. shit, it exploded uh -oh, again. Or just go up there and pull some G's real fast. He was like, oh, and, and, nope, and he's dead. I <laughs> uh, said so in the first episode, one guy was like an experienced pilot. He... Uh, he pulls a maneuver, he knocks himself out, crashes the plane. Like, oh, shit. And it, it's pretty well done. It makes me think that a Right Stuff show would have been good with, done by Damien Chazelle after seeing First Man. Because mm -hmm. that was the best part yeah. of First Man. All the, all, yeah. all the testing, all yeah. the flight stuff and all that. So he would have knocked it out of the park. But anyway. That's just a little bit of personal bigger. All right, Joseph Cogburn, what do you have for your immediate diet? Uh, newest episode of The Vow. Mm -hmm. called, this one's uh, The Dossier. So this is them mm -hmm. collecting all of the information to give to the prosecutors. Okay. So, you know, everybody can start going to jail. Heck yeah, time for heads to roll. Mm -hmm. How much? Uh, so that's episode seven. Eight. So it's, a, it's on the same as Lovecraft Country. Yes, it is. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Oh, I finished The Sopranos. <laughs> so the, the, the last stop. bit. <laughs> The, the last bit of episode of uh, season five, and then ep uh, season six, A and six B. Man, Buscemi got a bag, got shotgun on that porch. <clears throat> oh, yeah. He, well, by, at least by Tony. Yeah, no, he did him. He, and, he did I mean, him. I would have rather taken the shotgun to the face than whatever the fuck Phil was going to do. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> um, we got the uh, Christopher. Mm -hmm, right, mm -hmm, he, mm -hmm. he got the that was a that became a Family Guy joke with the opening the phone and the closing the phone and oh, okay. the, right remember that yeah that, that happened on Family Guy once. Um, and then what's her name the, the his wife uh, getting taken out to the woods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then the very next week she was on Joey. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens on, on NBC's <laughs> Do Do Joey. Uh uh, in season six B, episode three, yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda is a random baggage guy at the hotel. <laughs> That's funny. So That's really funny. Good <laughs> he, for him. He was nobody then, but he's somebody now. He's somebody now. <laughs> random baggage guy. Yeah. That is awesome. That's like when Chris Rock is uh, like a hotel concierge in Beverly Hills Cop Two. Exactly. Like, That's Chris Rock. Does he yeah. have any dialogue? Nope. He's just he's, nope, he's just there. Yeah. yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda actually says something. That's awesome. So. But yeah, it's him. Um Coma storyline's weird. Yeah, yeah whatever. He was, I mean, he was I, like going through his dream, I, that dream. -like no, seriously, world. It, it was that type of stuff that kept me watching the show because because uh, that was the, interesting, the, weird stuff. The, the, the family drama and just Tony sitting there spouting his bullshit hmm. was not interesting at all to me. You got, it got whatsoever. It got tiring to you. It was really fucking. I'm, I'm watching the show. Now, yeah, in the year 2020, 2020, I'm really surprised that people liked it as much as they did. Man, that shows uh, how what TV was at that time uh -huh. too, and how it was such a vanguard. Uh -huh. um, so, what do you think happened at the end there? Don't stop. I mean, anything could be happening. It could be, you know, I mean, Meadow could walk through the door, mm -hmm. and they could just sit down and eat dinner. Mm -hmm. uh, Dude with shifty eyes could come out of the bathroom and blow his fucking brains out. Yeah, that could be that right there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they and could be absolutely anything. It's what it's, I guess it's whatever you want to happen to Tony. There you go. There you and go. And I don't really choose, care because choose your own ending. Because in all reality, I mean, Meadow Soprano was probably the closest thing to an actual human being in the entire show. Yeah. Everybody else was well, a fucking no, monster. No, uh, the, the wife character. Oh, she was complicit in everything. She was complicit. She was completely complicit and in self-denial about 
everything. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't complicit, but uh, wasn't a monster. She wasn't like on the level of some of these other characters. Uh, I don't know about that. Nah, maybe not. Uh, that one guy got his head crushed under a tire. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, fell. He, yeah, yeah, that was like he 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 got shot and then head split like a melon. <laughs> yeah. It was most fun. That, just that part was not planned. <laughs> yeah, it was most fun just watching the the crowd response. Those the black kids watching it. All of a sudden they go, you hear the pop, and they all go, oh yeah, they're like, oh. <laughs> that was good times. Yeah, but I think The Wire was a much better show as a whole. All right, there you go. There you go. So you knocked out The Wire and Sopranos. Yeah. You've already rewatched Deadwood. Yeah. I rewatched the whole, all of Deadwood right before the movie. I don't think there's, yeah. I and mean, Deadwood was great. Is that for early 2000s HBO? Oz. What, what, there's still Oz. Oz, yes. Yes, get down with Oz. You got J.K. Simmons mm-hmm. uh, playing a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Christopher Maloney being, I don't know, may, maybe raping more refrigerators. He's there from refrigerators. <laughs> Refri- refrigerator raper. Cannot consent. Remember that, kids. Fridges can't consent. Very important distinction. Uh, Fridges and horses can't consent. Also on HBO Max, I watched some uh, animated DC stuff that came out. All right, what do we got? Uh, Son of Batman. From 2014, it's the story of uh, Damian Wayne and how he came into the Batman fold. And he's like, what, 8, 10? Uh, in this, he's definitely more like 12, 13, okay. but 18. it's whatever. Yeah. So he'd be played by Jacob Tremblay. I mean, yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no. Sorry, Jacob. You can't have all the roles, buddy. Yeah, no. Oh, his, his, he's got a way too likable face. Like, D- Damien's got a real mean streak in him, so I, I don't think... I don't know. His face is way too likable. Okay, okay. Fair like, enough. The, the, the Damien Wayne character has has to have a very punchable face. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. All you right, know? interesting. All right, that's someone different then. Uh-huh. Keep keep the casting call open, guys. Don't don't turn down the casting call. All right. Also, watch Superman slash Batman colon Apocalypse. Wait, hold on a second. Superman slash Batman slash Batman colon Apocalypse. And then they coloned. Uh-huh. They had a colon apocalypse. Yes. Uh-huh. Man, I, I had a Wendy's breakfast sandwich <laughs> this week. Did you have a colon apocalypse? Let me tell you this. <laughs> uh, this was basically a somehow. I mean, it's called Superman Batman Apocalypse, but it's a Supergirl origin story. <laughs> they were trying to trick the boys into watching. They uh-huh. ain't gonna watch something called Supergirl, but if you called Superman Batman, had the word apocalypse in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's so funny. So it was... It was, uh, all, about, it was all about Supergirl. Uh-huh. It was uh, pretty lame. Which is this... So this is Supergirl, like the so cousin, was, yes. uh, cousin also from Krypton. Yes, so she comes to Earth, learns to be a human. Yeah. Uh, Superman's uh, kind of an overbearing parent. So somehow she gets hooked up with Darkseid and then has like an evil twist and they have to go to Apocalypse. That's where the Apocalypse comes from. It's fucking garbage. Oh, so it's like like Apocalypse, like DC Uh, with the uh K-O-L-I-P-S. Yes. K-O-L-I-P-S. Do you remember the Supergirl movie? No, I don't think I ever saw it. Really? It, I, I had, it's one of those ones, Drew, where like, uh, the Karate Kid and Muppets no. Take Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I had it on like bootleg VHS, like taped off of TV. And you watched it way too much. <sighs> so I'm sorry, Chris. Just convinced <laughs> that I was watching something good. <laughs> so convinced of it. It's wildly I mean, bad. You were wrong. <laughs> but it, it is bonkers. It involves like supernatural yeah. shit. Yeah, no, and, yeah. Uh, Faye Dunaway is in it. And the Supergirl origin is strange because it. I don't think she's on Krypton. 
because does the place explode also? She gets into like a contraption to leave, but uh, it closes on her and she's like, oh shit. And she's a grown adult at this time or a teenager. And so she leaves. Peter O'Toole's there and he has like some sort of wand with a, with a gem on it. And, and he makes like a butterfly. She's like draws it. It's weird. And, uh, and then she ends up flying to Earth. Where she's like, oh yeah, I'm Superman's cousin. Everyone's like, okay. So you, they talk about Superman, you never see him. Jimmy Olsen no. from the movie shows up, though, to visit uh, Lois Lane's, not Lana Lane, someone else. Lana Lang? But not her either. <laughs> it doesn't take place in Smallville. Okay. <laughs> it's, weird, I mean, it's, weird. it's probably a double L because, you know, comic writers are lazy. Yeah, they are very lazy. <laughs> and there is one part where there is a like an invisible monster coming to attack. And so there's a whole thing where it's like the storms and, and, and power lines are being snapped. And the trees are shaking as something's approaching. And as a kid, that got me good. I was like, whoa. After watching now, I'm like, just, what the fuck's going on? Whoa, 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 stupid. Why? why, why <laughs> they, they built the model of a forest, and now they're just shaking the table. <laughs> I'm expecting, oh, expecting to be scared of it. Yes. The origin is crazy. It's a weird movie. It's on HBO Max. Okay. So you should watch it. Cool. So you can watch it, and then you can be like, what? Why? What is it? Why? There's a, a bumper car scene. Okay. Uh, also, watch <laughs> another animated movie <laughs> Superman versus the Elite. <laughs> Okay, okay, so this is a crossover with the AEW wrestling? Uh, fights, I mean, kind of. Uh, no, he goes, there, there, there's, a, there, there's a new group. They call themselves the Elite. Okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's basically uh, like Superman explaining why he's not a fascist, even though he kind of is a fascist. All right, so are, are the Elite uh, humans? Uh, are they, they metahumans? No, no, exactly, they're kind of like metahumans, and they, like, they, they will... They will go there. They will kill. Mm-hmm. So they're heroes, mm-hmm. but they'll kill the bad guys. So they're those second, third generation heroes from Kingdom Come that are like causing death and destruction as they fight because they're more about the glory of it than actual truth, justice, mm-hmm. and uh, all that jazz, mm-hmm. as I say in one of the movies. Mm-hmm. And Superman, like you said, has to be like, no, nah, he can't be. He's like, he's like, just because I can doesn't mean I should. Right, just because we got the biggest and best military in the world doesn't mean we got to fund schools. <laughs> right. Right, yeah. right. uh-huh. That's a Superman position. Yeah. Uh, truth, truth, justice is the, and the American <laughs> way. God, God damn it. God damn it, blasphemer. Was it good? It was actually, of, of the three, it was the best. Okay, because it was in, like it was an actual story. You they, know, it they, wasn't just that actually some, had a point. Yeah, I it wasn't just some to, bullshit. I suppose a backdoor yeah. origin story and to Supergirl. And uh, the twist at the end is that you know Superman goes bad and finally goes there, even though he doesn't. Okay, but it, it was fun just to watch. You know, bad Superman's always fun to watch. Yes, because he's you know like everyone's greatest fear. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's happening. Batman, Fi- Batman was he, right. He, he finally fucking did it! <laughs> Find it. Bruce Bruce Wayne was right. Break out that Kryptonite bullet. What did I watch that had the Kryptonite bullet? Which one was the, uh, one of the animated ones? Oh, uh, yeah. That you, you had already watched and then yeah. I watched it afterwards. Yeah. And, uh, and then he gave him back the bullet. He's like, take this. And Bruce was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started watching The Boys season two. I watched... The first okay. episode. Okay, the boys, season two, ep one, and oh yeah, it is, it is just as crazy and bloody and insane and bonkers as the first season. Just as, so not more, not less. 
So, I mean, so, so far, I would say, yeah, it's, just as. It is the first episode, so yeah. you got to go somewhere. Maybe it'll end even crazier. I mean, maybe. I mean, it's already done. Other people have seen that I haven't. But okay. I still have to watch the... I mean, yeah, the, the, the last episode just came out, so... Did it? Okay. Yeah. So it's a good time to get started. There's uh, 16 episodes total for two seasons. The, the seasons are only eight episodes each. Okay, that's good. But they're eight one-hour episodes. That's good. That's good. So... I, I can do that. But it's, it's short. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like watching Sopranos or something like that. That's the thing. I gotta, yeah. The Sopranos is a lot. That's a big. That's a big commitment. Uh, that's the thing. So I'm trying to watch Fargo. The right stuff just mm-hmm. started. Right. We got. I need to start watching The Vow. That's almost over. Lovecraft Country is about to end anyway. Uh, I still need to start. Um, there are probably four or five eps in. Uh, we are. We are who we are. The Luca Guadagnino show, which I've seen a little bit of. Kid Cudi's in that. Um, it's just so much goddamn shit. Yeah. Well, no, that's why I waited until. The, and I'm behind on my movies. I'm a hundo, so that's why I waited for the season to be over with the boys before I started watching Jeez. it, so I could just crush it in a couple of days. So you can get right into it. Yeah. Uh, Hulu's killing me with the commercials. I'll tell you that. You got to be adding these ninety-second goddamn commercials in no. there. I'm paying for this mm-hmm. shit. I'm paying for commercials. Hulu, you motherfucks. Anything else? Uh, no, that was it. That was everything. All right. Well, hell, well, shit. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we're going to take a break here. Uh, Drew Sikogward, uh, now's a good time for me to let you know that for the rest of 2020, for the next 12 episodes, uh, Chris Pedisa has a sponsor. We have a sponsor. Nice. Streamline Mortgage Solutions. And it's a sponsor. They're not even paying us in beer or anything. It's like actual... Actual money. It's an actual sponsor. Cool. So I'll tell you about that during the break specifically, let you know what's going on with that. Uh, but yeah, Drew, we have a new sponsor, Streamline Mortgage Solutions, or mortgage broker, essentially. And if people uh, are looking for a new loan, or Drew, if you want to refi your loan, you're not looking to refi, lo- rates are low. They're low, buddy. Um, if you're looking to refi your loan or get a new loan for, if you want to be a new home buyer, and they do conventional loans, FHA, federal loans, contact them, let them know you heard about them on Cinema Crespediso, then they know, oh shit, they're worth advertising for or advertising with and it goes money again and then they keep coming back for more advertising we get more dollars we keep this shit show going uh, and if you don't personally need someone but you know someone does the you yeah the ghost the ghost of uh, <laughs> the ghost of past, past the ghost of shows past is, uh, is angry with <clears> us <throat> if you know someone if you don't need a loan but you know someone who is looking for a loan looking for a new home or looking to refinance streamline mortgage solution Give them our show name. Do it. Do it. Anyway, so here's a commercial I recorded talking about that, and then that's followed up with a new Billy D's death at the movies. Drew, he's um, doing his night stream coverage. Mm-hmm. He said he's going to have like three uh, three weeks of coverage out of this, and he recommended a movie specifically to us. He said it's the best punk rock movie he's seen since Green Room. Okay. Yes. So we'll talk about that a bit here right after this commercial and then we'll be back with the second half of the show hey gang let me tell you about our new sponsor streamline mortgage solutions if you live in florida and you're buying a house or if you're refinancing your current loan you gotta use streamline mortgage solutions you can go to streamlineflorida.com and get the process started there or you can call them at 407-898-4477 and here's what they're gonna do they're going to collect your information. They'll tell you what they need. And then they're going to go off and find a whole bunch of great options for either a new loan 
or to refinance your current loan. And then they'll come back at you with those options and you get to choose, pick and choose. Okay, I'll go with this route. Boom, new loan for your new home or a refinance loan giving you, what do you want? Lower payments, lower interest rate. You wanna pay it off quicker. What do you wanna do? They'll help you out. Streamline mortgage solutions is the way to go. Again, there's streamlineflorida.com. You can do it all online or if like the personal touch, call them at 407-898-4477. You can even email the president directly if you want. Brian Zymel will help you out. That's bzymel at streamlineflorida.com. B-Z-I-M-E-L at streamlineflorida.com. We even have some reviews, testimonials for Streamline. For example, Michael and Patty from Windermere said they couldn't be happier with the service and support they received from Brian and Leanna at Streamline for their recent home purchase. Simone from Castleberry wrote that it was quick and easy with an exclamation point, so she was very excited about that. Mike W, finally the refinance process made easy. He writes, Brian and his team were a pleasure to work with. They made the entire process very simple and easy to accomplish with just a smartphone. So what are you waiting for? You've probably been thinking about it. Have you noticed that rates are extremely low now? Because they are. It's time to get your new loan or refinance your current one with Brian Zymo and his team at Streamline Mortgage Solutions. And tell them you heard about them on Cinema Crespediso because that'll be helpful for our show and that'll be helpful for you as well. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. Billy D's Death of the Movies. <laughs> What's up, my dudes? I am deep in it now. Work commitments, film festivals, it's all converged into a superstorm of mostly work and very little play. Good thing I sort of love my jobs. Nightstream Fest is in full swing, and there are so many cool little things they're doing and so many great films I can't wait to talk about. There's this super dope little social hub they have. It's called The Gathering or Gathering, and it looks like an 8-bit top-down game, and you wander around this little haunted tavern, and there are secret rooms and other film fans and journalists just kind of wandering around in there. And once you're within a certain proximity, your cameras and mics sync up, and you can talk to people, just like at a bar after a movie. It can't be overstated how insanely emotionally impactful it is to just talk to a ton of different people. Everyone's just so happy to be interacting. If 2020 has taught me anything, it's taught me how reliant we are on social structures and groups for our mental health. I've also caught some super cool panels and events like the SpectreVision Cocktail Hour hosted by Elijah Wood and actually one of my oldest friends, Lisa Whalen, and the Peaches Christ hosted panel on queer identity and horror. But one of the most fascinating conversations I witnessed this weekend was between some of my favorite working filmmakers and low-budget heroes, Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson, and Issa fucking Lopez. It was called Home Movies, and I need this format to be a regular show. Moorhead, Benson, and Lopez all dug through their personal archives and hosted a walkthrough of their evolutions as creators. From the first time Aaron and Justin held cameras to the first script for a novella that Issa Lopez was paid but uncredited to write. All while providing insightful commentary on each of the projects and how they developed and, you know, where these ideas came from. This is such a fun experiment and I'm ashamed to say that too few people participated in watching live. I'd love for this to be available at some point in the future. 
I have a few more panels today to check in on and I'll be chilling at some point in the virtual tavern, but I also have a ton of films to watch too. One of my favorite things about film festivals are the surprises. One of the little surprises I discovered is a shorts program called Shock Value. I initially thought that this was a documentary about Dan O'Bannon, but it is actually the collected student films of Dan O'Bannon and some of his USC contemporaries that all went on to create some impact in the horror community. Some seriously interesting and also not so interesting vintage student films. The crazy thing is watching these and finding the spark of creativity or genius or the potential on display. One of the first features I caught at Nightstream was Anything for Jackson. This was delightful. Well, as delightful as two elderly goofballs attempting to perform a demonic invocation to contact their dead grandson can be. Which I feel like some black magic must have been performed behind the scenes for the director Justin Dyke to transition from Hallmark Christmas films to this black comedy of satanic errors. My dude Julian Rishings gives one hell of a performance as the skeptic husband who's going along with all this because he loves his wife and is following her lead. Definitely check out anything for Jackson when you can. But so far, my favorite film of the fest is Dinner in America. Adam Remeyer's made an intoxicating and spontaneous film that always kept me guessing. And then when I realized what I was watching, I fell head over heels for it. There's a chaotic immediacy to this film and a big stupid heart at the center of it. I've long been a fan of Kyle Gallner, and this is the first time I really saw that potential realized. He's incredible in this role as the borderline hateable anti-hero of this film, Simon. Simon is dangerous, he's seductive, He's a total piece of shit, and yet I knew this guy. I know this guy, and in some ways, I'm very much still this guy. But Emily Skagg stole this movie for me. Patty is one of the most instantly sympathetic characters I've seen on screen in a long time. And as her story progresses, you fall in love with her and just want her to come out of this all right. The entire cast of this movie is fantastic and rounded out by amazing character actors and talented musicians. Dinner in America is definitely earning its reputation as the best punk movie since Green Room, and that makes it one of the five best movies about punk culture ever made. Seriously, if you know a punk, love a punk, or have been injured by punk culture, see Dinner in America. I am also deducting an arbitrary amount of points that do not affect my love of this film in any way for sort of wasting Hannah Marks. Stay cool, Billy D. Guys, we are back. How's it going? Bang, 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 bang. That's uh, that's me uh, shooting off my money guns from all the all the sweet, sweet dough coming in from that Streamline Mortgage sponsor. Thanks, Streamline Mortgage Solution. Streamline Mortgage. No, StreamlineFlorida.com. See, it's, come on, Chris. I'm already blowing it. I could delete that, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> StreamlineFlorida.com. Thanks, Brian Simon. We appreciate it. Drewster Cogburn. Dinner in America is the name of the movie that Billy D is saying is top five punk culture films, best punk rock movie since Green Room. Keep an eye out for it. Cool. Dinner in America. Thanks, Bill. We appreciate it. Look forward to more Nightstream coverage next week. Okay. Cinema Crespiso at gmail.com. You can email us and we'll read it on the show. If you don't email us, then we'll just move along. And if you don't email us, and then we're sad, and then we cry, and then we move on. Uh, Facebook group, Cinema Crespiso. First off, if you're on Facebook, delete it. It's bad. It's bad, Evil. bad. Evil, not good. Propaganda machine used by the worst uh, elements of society to brainwash and propaganda uh your brains get off of it that being said 
join our Facebook group, <laughs> Cinema Crespediso, and we'll hang out, put up a comment question thread that you can comment or question on, and we'll read it just like this. Uh, Carmella gets at us. What up, Carmella? For Halloween, and because I'm quickly running out of new content, I'm catching up on some Black Mirror episodes that I missed, Man. because I watched the series out of order. I just watched the B episode, Hated by the Nation, and have to say that it's one of my favorites now. What are some of Crespo Diso's favorite episodes? Question mark. First episode. The pig fucker one. The National Anthem one? Yeah. Man, that thing is wild. Yeah. Also, the, well, first off, I haven't watched a lot of the new season stuff, so I'm behind. Okay, I've watched them all. Uh, the season with San Junip, what is it? San something Perro? Mm-hmm. <coughs> that's, uh, the last, that's the last season I watched. It's like season two or three. Okay, that was, hang on, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that was a pretty good episode. Season three. That was, I think. So there, yeah, San Junipero. That was a good episode. That was a good episode. Episodes that stand out to me. First episode, national. What was the national anthem you said? The episode with the the digital, blue digital political candidate. Mm-hmm. And he just like a, <clears throat> like an LED truck would just roll up and, and some guy would just use a microphone to, to meet as a rude guy that ended up gaining the hearts of the people. Yeah. Very Trumpian mm-hmm. before Trump. Yeah, yeah. And I like the one where... A girl wakes up and she's like being hunted by people. She doesn't know what's going on. Oh yeah, and she at, at the end you find out she's a convicted criminal and mm. that's her sentence. Yeah, and it's a TV show. Yeah. And then they knock her out and do the same thing the next yep. day for entertainment. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, back one. to season one. Yeah, uh, episode three, the entire history of you. It's the one with uh, the one where you go into the eye technology that yeah. records everything, and so they can like go back three months, go back three weeks, blah, yes. blah 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 blah, and you see all the weird twisted shit that people have. You with, know, with sorry and Toby Kebbell mm-hmm. he even got option to be made into a feature length film with Robert Downey Jr. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think that stalled out. I don't think that's actually happening anymore. But that almost became a full yeah. fucking movie on its own. Well, I mean, it's it, crazy. It, it had uh, Robin Williams was in a movie kind of about something like that, uh, uh, where he watched people's lives through that thing, and then he would cut together like a stream, a life, like a life thing at the end. Stream something, and he was like. Only the people <clears throat> who do that job can ever see all that shit. And, like, he yeah. sees some weird shit and blah, 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 blah. But it's all right. I'm struggling to remember the title of that. Something stream, something in the stream. Uh, but, yes, that is uh, pretty similar. It's, yeah. it's interesting. That is good with that eye technology, mm-hmm. which is then that technology. Keeps going that, on throughout the entire series. That's, yeah, that, it gets featured again. Like one of the base future texts didn't it get used in a like a militarized well that's the in, in the beginning of it that's how that technology came to be it starts was it, the military yes and then they show it as exactly well thing. exactly because it was in the war zone mm-hmm. and then they used it to make the their enemies look like enemies yeah. even though they were like shooting children and women and blah and, blah, blah blah and then don't they use an evolution of that in the wyatt russell episode right where he's like yeah yeah, where that the whole thing is basically just a quick flash while he dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Whoa, yeah. that was good. Yeah. That was a good episode. I got, so. I got Cromelis right. I, I got to do the same thing where I have to go back and watch the episodes I haven't yeah. seen because um, it, it got, they got some memorable, interesting stuff in there for sure. Yeah. Eating Twilight Zones is lunch. Sorry, yeah, no, Jordan exactly. Peele. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean the the one with. Uh, uh, with the ham, where he's where he's breaking down the person's personal assistant, which is basically just a, a psychological clone of actually her. Mm. 
Did I see that one? Did you see that episode? I don't know. Uh, it was a good one. I don't know. Yeah, because like everyone's got their own personal assistants, but it, yeah. it's, it's literally just a digital clone of themselves yeah. that has been broken down and their will broken down to the point. Oh, wow. No, I've yeah. not seen that one. Fucking, that was pretty bonkers. They have that. There's that one with Bryce Dallas Howard where it's like social society points and yeah. you have, to have a certain rating to for people to even talk to. And now there's cities in China where they've introduced uh, just that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, then of course, the uh, the one that blew everybody's mind at the beginning of last year, the Striking Vipers episode, where it's... That was a great episode. Yeah, that, that was from the brand new season. Yeah, so I have seen that one. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. Yes. And uh, the, the nice. less coolly named Anthony Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Man, this guy's Yaya Abdul-Mateen the second. The second. <laughs> that means there was a first. <laughs> I'm a part of a line. And then he's like, I'm Anthony Mackie. My last name is Mackie. Uh, it, got, it got changed, huh? I'm sure, at some point because it's America. I mean, just 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 wait until your uh, your grandchildren are watching Chewy Atelli Egia for the third. Oh, my God. <laughs> if, if they're lucky. If we, the world could be so lucky for the EJ4 alliance to continue in such a glorious way. Oh, uh, yeah, Black Mirror, man. That's, that's some good stuff. But again, that's, that ties into what we're talking about in the media diet about yeah. this. There's so much content. And he's talking about running out of new stuff, but... Are we though? I mean, I was about to say, yeah. I mean, yeah, right, I just, right stuff just started. Exactly. The boys mm-hmm. is ju- just finished. We've got new his dark materials coming out soon. I feel like HBO is constantly now uh, the show that we like our the series is finishing. That's fine. Here's another one starting right up, right behind it. No. Like, damn, I didn't even know that I wanted this. Now it's here. It's weird. No. I'm okay with it. Are you going to go back and watch John from Cincinnati? No. There's only one season of it. Nope. Luis Guzman is in it. He, he walks in on Surfer Jesus levitating at the end of the first episode. And he's like, what? And then, and then it's like, directed by the guy who did Deadwood. And you're like, damn it, just do Deadwood. <laughs> Please. Just do that instead. Why'd you stop to do this? And then him and Michael Mann end up doing Luck. You're going to watch the three episodes of Luck? Do they have that on HBO Max? I don't know. Probably not. They had the, apparently, they were releasing the the show as they were filming it. <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy um, and then uh, horses kept breaking their legs and you know they, I, for some reason they don't like trying to read what I really horses. want it's a, a new season of secession that's what I want oh yeah that didn't they have to cut that short because of COVID I think I, I think, think they were filming it probably <laughs> yeah I think that was yeah. a similar thing where there were five eps done and then they had to shut down whatever production they were yeah. doing uh, did they restart that Again, or am I thinking of billions? They're both kind of the same yeah. show, apparently, from yeah. what I hear. They're both, yeah, they're both rich, rich people problems. Well, one of them is the Adam McKay show, and the other one's billions, yeah, with Paul Giamatti. Um, yeah, I think it's that one anyway. It's yeah, that, that, that's crazy. The, the, the horses kept dying, so they're like, we got shut it down. They pulled the John Taffer, shut, shut it down, it, shut <laughs> it down. Like, this is what I'm here for. I'm here for a good shut it down. Thanks, you gigantic psychopath. But in all reality, I mean, when it comes to the Black Mirror series, mm. I, I'm pretty much... I. It's easier to name the episodes that I don't like than the ones that I do. Seems that way. Because, yeah, he has, like, what are your most memorable ones? I'm just like, everything I'm remembering, I'm liking. No. And, only the, a- and then the ones I like the least. I enjoyed the one with... Uh, is that... Who... 
what's his name? Is that Kaluuya? The guy, he's in a box, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, is and, that, and, is and that Daniel Kaluuya? Yeah. Yeah, that's Daniel Kaluuya. And he's like building yeah, that was credits. The, that was the first time I'd ever seen Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it's in America. And I was like, hey, this guy. And then I was like, oh, it's the guy from Black Mirror. Yes. At first, he was that guy from Black Mirror. Yeah. I mean, if I if I hadn't seen uh, Guy Ritchie movies, I wouldn't have known who the fuck Co- Toby Kebbell was either. That's true. So rock and roll. Yeah, after rock and roll, I was like, oh, it's, hey, that, it's that guy. The movie ends. He's <laughs> like, I'm the real rock and roll. Like, wait a second, you weren't the whole time. I thought that was the point of the movie, guy. This is a confusing movie, Guy Ritchie. It's okay though. It was, it was. Mm-hmm. When I look back on rock and roll, I don't like hate it. <laughs> no, I don't hate it. I, it's got some interest. It's got good work by the people who are in it. Like, it's a Gerard Butler movie that I don't mind. Yeah, he's fine in it. He's hanging out with Tom Hardy. Who's a, who's a, plays the poof? He's playing the poof. He's playing the real poof. <laughs> you know how he's the poof? Because he's got a button-up shirt, I think. He's, yeah, well, and, and he keeps telling Gerard Butler that he wants to fuck him. Oh, that too. But I mean, come on. This is, We're talking about, like, 2010 Gerard Butler, <laughs> so that's understandable at that time. Real rugged, kind of thing going on. Before he started blubbering out, he does blubber a bit, doesn't he? Like he mm-hmm. blubbers back and forth between, like, is this a Michael, am I a Michael Bannon type of where I, <laughs> I'm only thirty pounds overweight if I'm Michael Bannon, you see. <laughs> okay, and if you're anybody else, then I'm fifty pounds overweight. Oh, that's a good fifty pounds overweight. <laughs> Dental thieves, different. Only ten pounds overweight for that one. I really worked hard. But I was, but I was wearing a bulletproof vest the whole time, so I still look chubby. <laughs> Uh, real, real quick, I got. I wanted. I thought this was funny. I had to go to Walgreens to pick some shit up, just like random stuff. Right? Why, why are you picking up shit? Because I was like, look, at the, no one else is doing it, Drew. Like, so, so someone just took a disgusting. dump in the middle of Walgreens, and you and you're the one who picked it up. I was like, guys, anyone gonna do this? No, fine, I'll do it. So I picked up shit, clean my hands. When I was done, took a turn down an aisle, just like a random on. I'm not even sure what I was looking for. Stopped right there, looked, turned to my right, and I saw something. I was like, I don't even want this, but I have to have it. It's also the only one there. There's no, there's no other one. It's like it's here. It's meant for me. Uh, so I grabbed it without overthinking. It went to the front. And I bought it. Juicy Cogburn. And it is. It is. It's one of these goddamn things. See if you can recognize. God, it, that's a Werner Herzog bobblehead. <laughs> goddamn Werner Herzog. Yeah, that's mother- awesome. <laughs> I don't want no Fungo Pops. No. But, but it's Werner Herzog. And then I looked online afterwards. It's the only one. Yeah. Not like the only one in existence, yeah. but he doesn't have other characters no. at the, yeah. the only yeah. one. Yeah. So if you, I mean, if you want to run a Herzog they bobblehead. Turn, they turned me into a plastic, yep. a plastic bubble yep. that will now fight against nature because I cannot be defeated. Give me the baby. Give me the baby <laughs> and then watch me not be disintegrated forever. <laughs> I will end up, look at me, Drusta Cogman, I will end yeah. up in a fish's stomach in the ocean. You will. And I will defeat nature. Somehow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nature's here to kill us, but I will kill its back. So I gotta, I gotta fucking. Or if you wanted to, you could heal up and press him into a record. Oh yeah, I saw that. You could do that. Yeah, he's made along, out of, He's just made out of vinyl. Along with my ashes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can listen to me. And then you play the record, and it's me going. <laughs> it sounds like it's a haunting. Interesting. It's like, is he, is he stuck in the record? Is this yes, my soul? Y- y- yes, he is. He is stuck in the record for all of eternity now. And then I'm going to melt him down and turn him back into a Funko Pop. It's going to get, we're getting Inception style oh, yeah, weird that, on that, this. That is definitely, we, we <coughs> incepted that shit. Um, all right, let's get into, we have about, uh, yeah, about 20, 25 minutes. Let's run through your stories. <clears throat> we knew it was going to happen. We are talking about it. It was inevitability. Mm-hmm. Dune got delayed to yeah. October 1st, 2021. 
uh, Warner Brothers moving that to the same weekend as another Warner Brothers movie, The Batman. Which is now going to be moved. To March 2022. Okay. All right. So that's a a bitch. Uh, Pixar, as rumored a couple months ago, and then vehemently, Vietnamesely and vehemently denied by (laughs) Disney, uh, they were like, nope, this is not happening. Now it's happening. Yes, it is. Pixar's Soul going straight to Disney Plus uh, in November. Yeah. I suppose to going to theaters. And in a weird shakeup, as a matter of fact, this one's strange. Which movie was it? One movie was The Matrix 4. Got pushed up. It's been released like three months earlier. Okay. Yeah. Instead of like early 2022, it's come out like late 2021 or some shit. Cool. Yeah. So there, that's yes. weirdly optimistic. <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking over there. Again, that's Warner Brothers. <laughs> Warner Brothers just throwing shit around, seeing what happens. So Regal is, as of Thursday night, they closed. Mm-hmm. I got the email again from the Regal. They have not charged me once during, during all this shit. They can't <laughs> be, it, yeah. I, I canceled right before they all shut down. I was like, you know what? They, I, even if they're open, I'm not going to go. They would not They would not have even charged you. But they sent out the emails. We're shutting down again. We're not charging you for nothing. None of your points are going to be lost, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we're closing as of the end of Thursday. So it's all right. AMC put out uh, a press release essentially saying, hey, guys, we're still open and we're not closing. And that's in part because of our deal with Universal Pictures, where any movies they release that come out in VOD, we're getting a cut of that. And that's going to help keep us afloat during this whole time period. Weird that they're depending on that since there's only like three Universal movies slated to come out. Uh, They are family movies like The Croods, apparently. There's a new Croods movie coming out. And what's the other one? Let me see here. I actually have a link that says. Uh, so AMC theaters will still be open. I haven't checked, but you know the downtown theater here in Orlando is a Cobb. Mm-hmm. I think Cobbs are still going to be open. Uh, there's a couple of Cobbs around town as well as Epic Theaters. There's a few of those. There's, especially when you get out to like um, Claremont and stuff like that out on the sticks where they really don't give a fuck about no. masks and Mm-mm. shit. There's still... That's uh, Trump country. That's Trump country, and they have non-Regals out there that I I believe are still open. Cinemarks, I believe, is still open. Regal is the only one that closed down. And I truly do believe that it's because they're the UK parent company, and it happened because Bond. Mm, Bond's not coming out to April. Fuck it, we're done. Then we're done. We're we're close to March, you know, if we have to wait that long for Bond. We got Wonder Woman. We don't care about Wonder Woman. This This is England. That's my new English accent. This is England. <laughs> they took her germs. They took her germs in England. Um, according to the CEO of AMC, all the stuff I just said. I'm looking for the, the, the movies. Yeah, oh, here movies. we go. The Croods, A New Age. Uh, there is a Blue House horror comedy called Freaky that will be coming out. And uh, News of the World, which is what's that? That sounds very familiar to me. Kind of a big movie. So, there's a couple Universal movies still coming out. Oh, okay. But Paramount threw, the, threw in the towel. They're not releasing anything until next year. Warner Brothers is essentially calling the rest of the year. Uh, Disney doing the same as well. Yeah. And then, Patty Jenkins for uh, directing uh, Wonder Woman. Did Wait, I pull that? Yes, I did. When's that ever coming out? Ha ha ha. Tell you one thing. Not on VOD, if the director has anything to say about it. I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. Here we go. She says, 
Patty, where, where'd the where'd the quote go? Man, this website is absolutely horrible. Basically, oh here we go. Is our tweet? Direct to streaming is not even being discussed. Good. <coughs> we are still one hundred percent behind the theatrical experience for hashtag WW84 and supporting our beloved theater business. That's point now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do not expect one Roman to come out of VOD anytime soon. Good. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But at the same time, people are like, will theaters even still be around? Uh, well, Regal is shutting down now to make sure that they are. They're, they're trying to, <laughs> right? They're trying to make take those preventive measures. Uh, I thought I had something pulled here. Someone thinking about, oh, nope, I can't find it. Anyway, I'll, I'll go back to the beginning. James McAvoy has this movie coming out. It's a thriller in which... Uh, it's a mystery, mystery movie. He's at the center of it. He's trying to solve the mystery. Uh, and the hook on this thing is that uh, everyone around him will know how the movie goes, but James McAvoy, the actor, will not. Okay, so it's going to be an actual surprise. He's yes. So he, he's actually solving yes. the movie yes, he has to in imp- the movie. He has to improv solve his way through this uh through this thriller it could be either very good or very bad well if you want to see how it uh looks you can check out the french version that came out in 2017 uh the director of that movie christian carrion carrion christian probably christian christian carrion uh that's french enough there we go i I frenchified it for you fucks he is remaking his own movie mon garçon okay Okay, if he if he's already made this movie and mm-hmm. made it work, mm-hmm. then he's just making an English version. I'm okay with that. So that's the thing. James McAvoy can't watch that original because then yeah, then he'd know. Then he's gonna know. Yeah. Claire Foy, James McAvoy, Christian and Neil doing my son. Okay, a remake of his own. My gosh, my gosh, huh? Uh, do we have an actual what the mystery is here? It's uh, let me see. It's a uh, sort of a James will be doing the detective work of the film in real time on camera to create real tension for this thriller. Says STX Films Motion Picture Group Chairman Adam Fogelson. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. Something different. Why bother watching the French one, or should I just wait for James McAvoy? I mean, it all depends on if you want to ruin the surprise. Ruin the surprises for me. Will they come up with a new... Uh, I don't know. Um, in the age of COVID, there are shows going back into production that have had to make changes. This one fascinates me because of the show that I've been watching since I was a child. I'm sure you as well. We all have our own personal histories with The Price is Right. What's a big part of The Price is Right? I mean... Where do the contestants come from? <laughs> where, where do those contestants come from? The audience? The audience. That big-ass, packed audience in that tiny room, shoulder-shoulder, shoulder, screaming. stupid shirts and, and their cheering. name tags. Yes, and all of them yelling. <clears throat> all the things you're not supposed to be doing during a respiratory pandemic. So, Price is Right is coming back for a new season new filming new episodes featuring they have Drew according to this 70 games that they've accumulated over the years that's quite a lot of games Uh, they're doing it without an audience they're they're trying it so how's that gonna work exactly how is that gonna work here's uh, Drew Carey 
that was the hardest part. The audience is such a core part of the show. And so for the first time in 48 years, we've had to look at it and go, okay, we're bringing the show back. It's going to be different. We have to hope and know that everyone understands what's going on and how serious it is and that we want to bring back the show for everyone, but it has to look different. If we want to come back, we have to do it safely. Um, they're going to be unable to utilize a virtual audience since that would the fuck is this goddamn mad? I have the sound off. I psst, over psst, sound off overridden. That is wild. <clears throat> that is crazy. Wild stuff. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, they so where the audiences they put in like some sort of balcony or platforming thing or whatever, and I think they're gonna have contestants, but they're pre vetted somehow and then brought in separately. So there will be a contestants robe. But they can't do them virtual because they can look up prices ahead of time. Interesting. Yeah. I'll, I, I want to check it out just to see what's going on. Uh, okay. Oh, this is this is pretty funny. Stephen Lang. Villain of Avatar. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Quat, Quatrick. Quatrick was the name of his character. The, the one who died at the end but apparently did not. <laughs> but he is coming back, baby. Uh, someone tweeted at him. Oh, doesn't let me read the whole thing here, so I'll just pull up the actual tweet. Someone tweeted. Oh, this guy deleted his tweet out of shame. Oh. <laughs> but someone tweeted something about how uh, Quatrick, the only good thing about Avatar, Stephen Lang, and he, and he tweeted at Stephen Lang, like, yeah, man, you're the only good thing about Avatar, blah, 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 like trying to uh, uh, blow smoke up his ass. Mm-hmm. Stephen Lang responded, the response is still here. The only good thing, he puts in quotes, question mark, you sound like a complete fool. Clearly, you know nothing about movies. Yes, I'll be back with a lot of other very, very good things. Out. He ended his tweet with an out. That's how you know he's a dumb old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, he dropped a literal mic yeah. on a digital platform. Yeah, and then he went out. Uh, James Caan, like he does like end of tweet what, at the end of his <laughs> tweets and stuff like that. The tweet has now ended. Yes, yeah, they don't know how to... I like when people sign their tweets or Facebook posts. Like, I can see you wrote it, but you're also going to sign it. Mm-hmm. O.J. Simpson, he does video posts, and he ends every, every single one. No matter what the topic is, I'm just saying, take care. It's sociopathic, Drew. It sounds very Trumpian. Yeah. Yeah, he has his dumb vocal tics that he just does. This allows me to let people think that I have human emotions. I have the best human emotions. No one, no one understands my emotions. They're the best. It's because you don't have them. <clears throat> I can't believe that ad just started blabbering <laughs> on my phone, man. I even checked. It's like, that, that was silent. They looked at the ad itself and yeah. like the little uh-huh. uh, sound bar. It had like X through it. Wow. It, it overrode. Wow. For some guy to be like, I have ED and I want to make sure that my my friends can, can play with my boner. Mm-hmm. Um, so we already talked about AMC. Oh, <clears throat> this is, all right. Things are coming together in a weird way. Tell me what you think about this kind of stuff, George Cogman. Uh, I believe we mentioned last week Jamie Foxx coming mm-hmm. back for mm-hmm. as Electro, mm-hmm. but not Blue, but not Blue in Spider Man Three. Mm-hmm. He had to delete that Instagram post. Also confirmed to appear in Spider Man Three. Sony Spider Man Three. Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. This movie is slated to come out three months before Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. which is directed by Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Can we expect some multiverse shenanigans in Spider-Man 3? I'm going to say yes. Can we expect? 
I mean, we already have in Toby yeah. Maguire and Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. I mean, perhaps. I mean, mm. it, it, if we have a multiverse, mm. uh, which means all the Marvel movies that have ever been made mm. are technically canon. Also, whether no, we can loop them in, whether they make sense or not. Yeah, <laughs> they're just now it's just like Earth Two. Oh, exactly. This yeah. is Earth Fox. That uh-huh. was Earth Sony. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is Earth Universal. Yes. Yeah. With uh, Earth Prime being MCU. Disney Earth, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. It's fucking weird, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe. I mean, could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Who knows? Maybe, <coughs> maybe we can get an uh, out of shape, bearded Andrew Garfield being like, "I'm a Spider Man." That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be funny. You know what? I was thinking about this the other day because Andrew Garfield being like the almost outcast Spider Man of the bunch, the least liked movies anyway, makes me think. For whatever that, he was a fine Spider Man. Yeah, he was a fine Spider Man. Um, like he had a, the things that were that he made work yeah. that worked for him. That makes me think of how recently I was thinking about the Jokers, all the different Jokers, and how Jared Leto is the only Joker that people are like, nah, like he's not the one. Even like Ledger, Joaquin, yeah. they won awards for their fucking Jokers, yeah. right? And and even though it, everyone likes Jack Nicholson, and it helped launch Margot Robbie as. Har- yeah, Harley Quinn, which is like one of the, you know. Yeah, yeah, she's got, she's going three movies deep now on Har- as Harley Quinn, right? Yeah, so there's still something from that movie that that succeeded. Um, still, of all the Jokers, the Jared Leto one is the only one that I could imagine uh, getting into a relationship of any sort, like a romantic or physical relationship with the woman. The only one I can yeah. imagine actually hooking up with a Margot Robbie without well, maybe, a Mar- with, with the Harley Quinn. Um, I could not imagine Keith Ledger with his no, with no, his maybe grease, Jack, maybe Jack, paint. maybe Jack Nicholson. Yes, because he did play so smooth, and there he did solve a woman in that movie. So I did come around to that one eventually. Yeah. But then even towards the end of Batman, where Kim Basinger, Basinger, <laughs> when she, he, she tries to like distract him by like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I. Yeah. I'm into you and it's like kissing his wool jacket and stuff completely unbelievable in yeah. that moment to the point where even Jack Nicholson even Joker yeah, stopped like, what the like, fuck? Like, this doesn't seem right <laughs> no way someone's into me like this like, yeah. look, like look at me I'm a weirdo Jared Leto I feel like that Joker that Joker fucks yeah oh yeah that, yeah, jo- yeah. that Joker fucks a well, lot well I mean and, and, there, and, and, there's and some, that Joker look, probably spreads STDs for fun oh yeah so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, part, that's part of the game <laughs> that's part of the game for him and he can find people like Harley Quinn yeah. Harley Quinn's are like yeah I want that the ultimate bad boy. That's the only thing I feel like is is uh, that comes across in that character in a interesting way. Even not even um, on the surface. It's just like part of. I guess it's just the Giarletto lecherousness coming up. Yeah. Well, and also he played almost like uh, like a pretty pop star Joker. Yeah. Like most of the time, the Joker is not the classic Joker where mm-hmm. he just wears the suit mm-hmm. and doesn't really give a fuck about anything that's going on except for what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, this was fashionista Joker. Th- then you've got the dark Joker, you know, which is more down and grimy and really fucking twisted in mm-hmm. the head. Yeah, that's a Heath Ledger one. Yeah, and then, and then you've got kind of like the pop star Joker, which is more like the Joker of the Batman the Animated Series where, you know, he's all over the news and he's very up his own ass. I also love about that. Yes, that Joker. The, that animated Joker, which is similar to the one that's in um, the Harley Quinn show, that Joker fucks. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. That Joker fucks. It's interesting thinking about which Jokers fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the cartoon one, you'd be like, no, it's for kids. No. Oh, yeah. Yes, no, totally. No. 100%. That one yeah. probably fucks the most. <laughs> He's horny, horny, horny. Speaking of horny, um, finally released a trailer for a new David Fincher movie. So I, I've 
boners for days over here watching it. <laughs> uh, oh, the Mank. Mank. Yes. yes. Mank. Yeah. Seriously, it almost. It looks like David Fincher almost meets the Coens. In a way. Like, I think it's the black and white of it. Well, and then the, just the ridiculousness of the black and white part. Like, like they're going full ham yeah. on this yeah, period yeah, yeah. piece. Yeah, everyone's like, it's, it's 1929. <laughs> exactly. We're making, we're making the picture. That's what I'm saying. You don't want to go up against William Randolph Hearst. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. And then it's my first thought actually was watching it. So it's a period piece. It's a 20s. It's a, and it's about old film. Uh, and we're shooting this baby on digital. Like mm-hmm. Fincher has switched over to digital years ago. And it just looks a little weird to see it, something. It glossy. Yeah, it looks a little too glossy. Uh, but then within like 30 seconds, just, just seeing the images no. and the way it's framed and the lighting, I'm like, oh, this is a David Fincher movie. No. Like, look at this thing. No. Um, so well, it's shit. David Fincher making a movie from the 1920s. Because even, like, it's all the... Yeah. Directly it, referencing Citizen Kane. Yeah, I was about to say, um, the, the majority of that trailer was just all of, like, the old dramatic movie and TV tropes. Like, yeah. The... the the, the glass rolls away from the hand. Bang! You have the big tube, and it's like, seriously, guys? <laughs> they, they did it with the the font on the screen, the title, and yeah, all exactly. that stuff. The yeah. whole, they did, they, they, they went all in they, they on the style. All. So it's going to play in limited theaters end of November. So uh, AMC. And, AMC, I was going to say NZ, and here we come. Huh? Uh, I mean, I'm sure AMC will play... Well, play AMC, anything uh, they, at this point. They may. That's, uh, that's interesting. Will they? Because uh, a week, it's like The Irishman, where a week or two later, it will be on Netflix for everyone to watch. So will AMC, like, that destroys that little, their 90-day window that they've been trying to, that they've agreed to shorten for Universal specifically for um, con- concessions. Uh, so will they let Netflix then just roll in there in December or November? Like, hey, we have a movie that you can show for two weeks before it comes out on Netflix. Will they be into it? I mean, who knows where they'll be? That's two months from now. What kind of position they'll be in? Where they're like, yes, please, God. Just give, us, please. Give, give, give us something uh, to show to yes, people. Please, something, anything. <laughs> people need to watch something. We need to show them something. We need to sell <laughs> them popcorn somehow. All right, we got these goddamn Boy Scouts outside selling their popcorn, undercutting us. Oh, that, that popcorn sucks. Worst, right? What the it hell? really is. It, it, it is the abs. It is some of the worst popcorn on the planet. What kind of mafioso bullshit is this that they pass off this garbage popcorn? They, they do. I, I felt bad selling it every year, as you should have. <laughs> <laughs> like me and my family never bought it. <laughs> like, I was hawking this shit, and I was. They're like, "How is it?" I'm like, "Oh, it's, yeah, delicious. it's delicious." Oh my god, this stuff is so awful. It's like eating cardboard. Yeah. Do, you, do you like caramel cardboard? Is that what this is? Uh, Cheese flavored cardboard. Someone asked Aaron Sorkin if fake he butter would, flavored cardboard. <laughs> fake butter. Speaking of Fincher, someone asked uh, Sorkin if he would do a sequel to the Social Network about like how Facebook has he, since um, affected America and democracy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he said he would only if Fincher directed it. So don't expect it to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's great. That he's like, listen, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it right. Recognizing the story there, this yeah. This motherfucker is going to do his job, and I'm going to do my job, and it's going to be the shit. Yeah. But in saying that, it pretty much guarantees it'll never it's happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> like, I ain't interested in going down this road again. Um, 
Here was the quote I was looking for earlier. Chris Rock, the tie to theaters opening and closing. This is Chris Rock because he has that uh, spiral from the book of uh, yeah. Saw or whatever. That was supposed out. to come out already, mm-hmm. I'm sure, like right now. He goes, he says, I don't think movies are dead, but I'm pretty sure he's talking about the movie theaters is what the question is here. So this is Chris Rock. I don't think movies are dead. I think, and then he's talking about Noah Hawley when he says Noah because of Fargo. I think Noah is absolutely right. That studios want 10 hours of something, but never underestimate that movies are part of a mating ritual. That's just what humans do. We go to movies, and it's still the most affordable part of the mating ritual that there is. It's cheaper than going to any sports game. It's cheaper than theater. People need to get out of the house that has not been replaced. So I don't think movies are going anywhere. So that's interesting. I mean, I, I, interesting take. I agree. I mean, the... The landscape has definitely changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, and who knows what it'll look like in two years? Well, no, exactly. Two years. Yeah. So, uh, but it is a cheap um, dating option. Yeah. The mating ritual, as Chris Rock puts it. Yeah. He's got to make sure you pick the right movie. Speaking of thoughts on movies, for some reason, someone asked Alan Moore. About the current state of comic book movies. Who's the cover? What do you think Alan Moore has to say about comic book movies? He hates them. <laughs> he, hate, he, he hates everything. He's a, <laughs> he's a grumpy old wizard. Just leave him alone. Yeah, I know. Why? <laughs> let, let him do whatever the fuck he's doing. If he makes a new comic book, fucking publish that shit. Yeah. But just don't talk don't, to him. Don't ask him questions. <laughs> don't ask him questions. About anything other than wizardry. Who's he talking to here? He's talking to Deadline for some reason. Uh, Alan Moore, most people equate comics with superhero movies now. That adds another layer of difficulty for me. I haven't seen a superhero movie since the first Timber and Batman film. Now, is he allowed to have an opinion on comic book movies if he hasn't seen one since 1989? Chris, the man wrote Watchmen. I live in a, I live in a cave and I wrote Watchmen. <laughs> Leave me alone. So. <laughs> it, 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 he might be the only person who actually understands superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he says they have blighted cinema and also blighted culture to a degree. Several years ago, I said I thought it was a really worrying sign that hundreds of thousands of adults were queuing up to see characters that were created 50 years ago to entertain 12-year-old boys. Emphasis mine. That seemed to speak to some kind of longing to escape from the complexities of the modern world and go back to a nostalgic remember that childhood that seemed dangerous. It was infantilizing the population. Mm-hmm. Yes. End quote. Uh, I agree. 66-year-old, um, alleged 66-year-old writer Alan Moore. I'm pretty sure he's just Merlin. <laughs> so, I will, someone... <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's just Merlin. Like, he's, like he's just been this age for his entire life, and he's he's a fucking wizard. Well, is he going to be grumpy about Into the Spider Verse and the Watchmen show and all that? He probably would be. I'm sure he hated the. I, I, I'm sure he hated the Watchmen show as much as he hated the Watchmen movie. Probably. Mm. He probably hated the movie more because it was too direct. He probably would respect the show more for trying to quote do its own thing, but at the same time, like, well, this is bad. Mm-hmm. It's a blight. On cinema and a blight on culture as well. Speaking of blights on cinema, we have a new uh, Disney movie based on a ride. Drew Stockburn, think of it. I'll even narrow narrow it down for you to Magic Kingdom. What Magic Kingdom ride can you see being made into a movie? 
I mean, just think of what would have a cool title. <laughs> just, just think of that, maybe, and and a ride that a lot of people would know. I don't know, Chris. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I couldn't even tell you exactly what rides are in the Magic Kingdom. Well, I, I mean, it's what it's the it's the OG ride, and unfortunately, Drew, it's not the Carousel Progress movie. That's not happening. A time no, travel not. film, just going through the decades of one it's, family. It's not the teacups. No one. It's not the teacups either. I can see a teacups movie. That'd be fucked up. It's it's in production right next to the Hot Wheels movie. They're adjacent mm-hmm. sets. Um, get ready for Space Mountain. <laughs> yes, think about I it. mean, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. But like thinking about it, like, ooh, a mountain in space. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> A space, mountain. <laughs> a space mountain that is that you have to go down really fast. It doesn't mean it means not shit. You got to go down fast in darkness. In darkness, and I, and I have to keep my hands inside at all times, or they'll get lobbed off by <laughs> very close pieces of metal yeah, not, that you do don't not, know are right there. Do not stand up. <laughs> do not stand up. Yes, get ready for the space mountain movie. You know, thank you. Okay, Drew Scott, we're officially not interested. What could interest Drew Cogburn? It's uh, Brandon Cronenberg's next film. <laughs> okay, Brandon Cronenberg's Space Mountain. Now that I'll watch. All right. That sounds fucking what, bonkers. How is this, this going to work? I mean, it's still going to be a Disney movie, PG-13. No, it's not. Right. <laughs> no, no. He's, he's going to tell them that, and then he's going to make a movie, and they're going to be like, fuck. Back. We, can't, we, can't, we, can't, we can't release any of this. this. We can't release this. <laughs> We change the title. We'll create a whole new division. Dump it on Fox. <laughs> Put on the Fox label, the 21st century label. 20, 20th century? 20th century. Now it's, nah, it's not Fox anymore. Yeah. It's 20th century films. Put it out on 20th century films. Plot details are out for Ready Player Two. Dose. Yes, that's coming out here very soon in uh, book form. I expect the movie Post-haste. shortly thereafter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, interestingly, it picks up right where the last one leaves off. Here's the plot. Days after winning Oasis founder James Halliday's contest, Wade Watts makes a discovery that changes everything. Hidden within Halliday's vaults, waiting for his heir to find, lies a technological advancement that will once again change the world and make the Oasis a thousand times more wondrous and addictive than even Wade dreamed possible. With it comes a new riddle and a new quest, a last Easter egg from Halliday, hinting at a mysterious prize, an unexpected, impossibly powerful, and dangerous new rival awaits one who will kill Williams to get what he wants, etc., etc. Uh, so basically, he finds uh, uh, some downloadable, he finds some D- DLC. It's a, new, it's a new chapter that they wrote after the fact, and they're going to sell to you full price. Mm-hmm. That's about right. There you go. No, as long as there's no loot boxes. Goddamn loot boxes. <laughs> yeah, what if you're watching a movie and then it's like 45 minutes in, they stop the movie and then ushers come in and like to continue watching this film, <laughs> you can pay $5 now or just sit there and wait. And, well, and you watch day. some advertisements. Yeah, watch some ads. <laughs> and then you can, and you can finish the movie. And then you can finish. God damn it. You take out your wallet. <laughs> you take Square. Do you have Square? <laughs> so, Ready Player Two. No, nope, uh, sorry. We take Bitcoin only. Fuck. I have... Point zero zero three Bitcoin. <laughs> can, you, can you make change? No. <laughs> no, we cannot. Uh, I'll read the book, but I'll wait for it to come out in the paperback. Cause oh, hardcover. What the fuck? <clears throat> what, do I look, what do I look like? A library? Yeah, seriously. Come on. Uh, Spike Lee, one of the last uh, people to work with um, Chadwick Boseman, 
had this to say. He did not look well, but but my mind never took that he had cancer. It was a very strenuous shoot. I mean, we all didn't get to Vietnam until the end of the movie at Ho Chi Minh City, but that other stuff, the jungle stuff, was shot in Thailand. It was 100 degrees every day. It was also, at that time, the worst air pollution in the world. I understand why Chadwick didn't tell me, because he didn't want me to take it easy. If I had known, I wouldn't have made him do that stuff. And I respect him for that. Hmm. So uh, Chadwick Boseman dying of cancer as he made the Five Bloods. I mean, he looked like... Told no. To be honest, he looked like shit. Yeah. Like I was watching the movie and I was like, did he like is he pulling a did he like pull a machinist? Like is he like doing this for the role yeah, or did, like did is he, he doing something else or did he purposefully lose weight? For yeah, this? or because he does not look like you. Yeah. Same thing's gonna happen with this uh, Ma Rainey's. What is Ma Rainey's big bottom? Ma Rainey's black bottom. Uh, his last movie essentially it will be a Netflix movie come out in December, and uh, he does not look well. He probably probably not no. gonna. I haven't seen any footage from it, but. It's a, if it's the last thing that he shot, then yeah, he can't look that great. Uh, okay, here we go. Last story. Ryan Reynolds. One of his movies is getting made into a TV show on HBO. And I apologize, listeners, but it is not R.I.P.D. Thank God. <laughs> Drew, put the gun away. It's fine. Put the gun down. It's not R.I.P.D. It's not. You're good. good. Okay. Whew, that was close. Almost lost a co-host there. Uh, Green Lantern. Is, got an order to series finally they, they've been talking about that for a while and uh it has been uh one of the showrunners is seth graham smith who broke out into the cultural scene with uh, his books abraham lincoln vampire hunter and pride and prejudice and zombies both of which got me into movies and uh hbo max ordered 10 one hour episodes and specifically, already announced, it is a full-on Green Lantern core show. Okay, cool. So, uh, it will feature multiple lanterns. Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, Alan Scott, who is Earth's first Green Lantern. Who, true to the comics, is a gay man, according to this uh, Variety article. Interesting, did not know that. Uh, also includes Sinestro and Kilowog. Who's Kilowog? Yeah. I assume he's a bad guy, but he's being named alongside Sinestro. Maybe. Name checked. Name dropped. Name whatever. And, uh, oh, this is also interesting. It's um, done in part with Berlanti Productions. Berlanti is the guy who does all the DC stuff for um, the Arrowverse stuff. Okay. Yeah. So it's him now with a bigger budget. They were What else are they doing that with? They did that with, um, not Green Lantern, another show that they were... It's a DC show, and they were. It's like the the Arrowverse guys, but since it's on HBO, it's like, oh, here's more money, more production value. Anyway, uh, Graham Smith also uh, is a co-writer on the Lego Batman movie. Such a great movie, and a producer on both recent It movies and the Child's oh, Play reboot. Fuck, speaking of Lego Batman, fucking Lego Batman showed up for a couple episodes of The Sopranos. He was. Uh, the the FBI chick who was talking to Ada, mm-hmm. her husband. He was in like four scenes holding a baby. That's funny. Does but, he have any dialogue? Yes. Oh, okay. Good for him. Wow. Yes, he said. I think he said, "Here's the phone." <laughs> Here's the phone. Then he throws that hurts in her head. First try. 
That's funny. Uh, yeah, it's funny watching older stuff and be like, hey! It's these people. They were nobody's then, but they're somebody's now. And now he's a somebody. Rewatching uh, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, look at Sam Rockwell. He's the leader of all the kids. The kid yeah, thug. Exactly. He's lead yeah. kid mm-hmm. thug. What the fuck? Yeah. Guys, that's the end of the episode. We are done. Thank you, Drew Chicago. You're welcome, Chris Crespo. And thank you, Streamline Mortgage Solutions, for coming on as a sponsor. We'll be talking about more Streamline Mortgage Solutions stuff for the next 12 weeks. You're welcome, listeners, for this week's show. Patreon.com slash Crespo Sign up today for awesome stuff tomorrow. Does that work as a tagline? Mm. Nah, that's bad. That's bad. Take that back. Uh, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Remember to kill your masters. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. That's that song, right? Aerosmith? I think I made that joke before. And uh, take care of yourselves, everyone out there. Bye-bye. A PFT Media Production.